Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Here on Wrestle Rant Radio for Saturday, July 30th, 2022. One of the first, if not the only ever, in the near nine year shows, near nine years I've been doing this show, Mr. Marceau, that I've been doing it on a Saturday. First time ever, I think. Hey, I've done you it on a break Tuesday, record sometimes. Tuesday, Thursday, maybe sometimes uh, Wednesday or Friday. I was planning on doing this yesterday. We had an insanely busy day. We'll talk a little bit about that in a moment. But we are on site here in Nashville. For SummerSlam weekend, Mr. Marcel, welcome to the show. Great to do the show with you uh, for the first time in person since St. Patrick's Day back in March. I was going to say, I figured you remember. Before that, when was that? Last time we did the show in person. person before St. Patrick's Day. Probably when you graduated. Wow, the farewell tour? Yeah, well, we did it. We've done hashtag in person a time or two. We've done, we did double or nothing predictions in Vegas, but that wasn't yep. on the show. That was a that was a bonus episode. This is the show two days later than usual. In, on a Saturday, in person. Jesus. Unprecedented, yeah. making Unprecedented. history. Hey, history breaking today. On history breaking today, almost a decade into the show's history. Wouldn't want to do it with anyone else but Mr. Marceau. But it's been a crazy last 48 hours. Can't disclose everything quite yet. But what we do know and what we can say, since we arrived on Thursday in Nashville, Thursday afternoon we flew in, went right from there, WWE tryouts. Great time, right? Yeah, it was a blast. I had a, I had a good time at the WWE tryouts. Very good time. Got to observe the tryouts among a select few that were there. And also got to chat with, among other people, Paul Heyman. Yeah, talking to Paul was great. Uh, Near 30 uh, minutes conversation. Yeah, it was great. I mean, we, 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 we talked to him about some more WWE stuff, which was great. And then we yep. also did some uh, guy talk. So that was always fun. I mean, deep diving in movies and other other main pop like pop culture stuff. Paul TikTok. Was, I mean, Paul was really into it, and if it wasn't for uh, the PR guy's schedule, I mean, I think we could have been there for another three hours. I mean, Paul was ready to talk even longer, so it was very cool to meet him and kind of pick his brain on wrestling stuff as well as just kind of his mindset as just as a daily person. Yeah, talking TikTok, talking Elon Musk, talking Angel with Dirty Face. is quite the eclectic collection of uh, topics of conversation. So that was really cool. That was Thursday. Got back late that day. Yesterday was the media junket. We got to talk to Bobby, who almost beat the shit out of me. Um, the video will be up at some point. Thanks to the big cameraman, Mr. Marceau. Handling the camera. How's your arm doing right now, by the way? It's fine today. It's only It only was really bothering Thursday. me if we hit back-to-back-to-backs. Like, even yesterday when we talked to the couple of the kids on the tryouts. Oh, right. By the yeah. very end, it was like, oh, God, my hand might fall off. But Thursday was worse. We had, like, three in a <laughs> row that we, like, hit out, like, 10 to 20-minute interviews. And it yeah. just, like... I was trying my best. And then some of them got a little wonky. But no, like, when it was the, yesterday with the press junk, we had, like, a decent amount of time between each person. I mean, they were pretty short in the five minutes as well. So yeah. it wasn't too, too bad yesterday. That wasn't too bad. So Bobby Lashley was among them. Ciampa, Jimmy Hart, who was always at these things, but he was cool. And Damian Priest, all of whom were great. Uh, stuck around for the promo part of the tryouts where there were fans there. So other media was there as well. Saw that. Got to talk to a few more people. As you mentioned, the... Uh, try out people, which was great, and just walk around and uh, kind of take in the atmosphere of the WWE tryouts at Wild Horse Saloon, which I'm a big fan of that venue. It's very cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I honestly want to know what it looks like when it's like an actual bar or a restaurant. Like, yeah. It was really cool. We had a, we had a good time. I think the setup there was perfect, and it, it, it was good for WWE to find that kind of partnership, and I'm assuming if they ever come back to Nashville again do some kind of big event, I mean, it'd be the perfect place. Like, like they can just already have that mindset it's a great near the stadium it's really easy to get to i think it's a a plus venue yeah it's fantastic i mean it's no performance center but that's what i liked about it i I think the fact that they're kind of going outside of their comfort zone and going to like a fucking bar for example is really cool i'm sure they could have found a spot in nissan stadium to do this but they didn't they did it in this random bar that they rented out for multiple days 
Uh, they had an A&E screening today for Kurt Angle's episode. We weren't there for that. We were at StarCast just now. But they did the Undertaker show last night as well that we were also in attendance for the first ever. Uh, I assume there will be more, but the first Undertaker live talk show. We really weren't sure what to expect, but no phones were allowed during the actual show. 90 minutes of just stories and Q&A and everything else. So I thought it was really well done. I enjoyed it. What about you? Yeah, I thought it was great. Like you said, it was just a lot of storytelling mixed in with some comedy, some good guy talk, some good locker room road stories. I mean, it was what, like, if you're like historical, like kind territory of storytelling, days, territory days, yep. or just like guy talk, like talked a lot about uh, the BSK guys, which was great to hear. And I think it was good. I mean, I, I, I think it was definitely worth price of admission. I'm not sure how much people paid, but if it yeah. does go on tour, they do this when they do have bigger shows, and he kind of tags along, and they do something similar. I mean, I thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, we talked to a few people after, some kind of casual fans, and they enjoyed it as well. So, uh, like I said, didn't go too long. It was, like, more of around an hour and a half. He did more, like, an hour of storytelling and, like, going over things like that, and he did, like, a 30-minute kind of Q&A, which was also good as well. So... I think as the first one, I can definitely see them doing more. Yeah, I can definitely see them doing more. Like you said, doing it around the bigger weekends, Mania, SummerSlam, I don't know about the other ones, Rumble maybe, um, and just maybe in select cities and whatnot. Depending on where the Rumble is, Survivor Series? No, that it's would be Boston. cool because it's in Boston this year. We're definitely going to that show. It's in Boston. It's going to be a great time. Do they give a fuck about Survivor Series? No, they don't. But maybe they'll do it at, Clash at the Castle in England. I could totally see that. I mean, it's only in a month and a half, but I could definitely see them doing that. Um, that was cool. Did some more stuff yesterday that will come out at some point. Very cool highlights, though, that we'll discuss at some other point. And uh, went to Luke Bryan's restaurant yesterday. Yeah, Had a very good burger, and you got chicken and uh, waffles. Chicken and waffles. Not a normal menu uh, order for me, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm in Nashville. I know chicken's big down here. I mean... Had to do it. It was really good, and your burger looked delicious as well. My burger was fantastic, so. Busy day yesterday. Checked out the SummerSlam, Superstore, whatever they call it. Um, that was really cool. It was an upstairs, downstairs. I've seen a lot of Superstores. This was one of the more organized ones. They didn't have a lot of Superstar shirts, like the Mania one, like the Becky shirt that I got you at Mania this year. I was going to say, they were like pretty that. limited on, like, actual Superstar shirts. Like, yeah. they only had, like, a select handful, which I was kind of surprised that, by. That was surprising. It was more SummerSlam stuff. But I, I thought the setup was cool, but the... Uh, you know, the amount of stuff they had available was not very diverse, but it was still cool, and I thought the actual setup was nice. So, like I said, that was yesterday, today, StarCast, and we're headed to SummerSlam in mere hours, so I'm going to try to pump this out as quickly as possible before the show tonight. So this will be a shorter show than usual because of that. And, um, yeah, with that being said, we have, let's see, let's look at the card right now. Just, just talking about the card for tonight, SummerSlam, Mr. Marceau. And even before we get to any of that, what I'm going to do here is we already you know, kind of talked about our SummerSlam weekend experience so far. What I'm going to kind of do, because I, I, I mentioned this last week, at this very moment, I'm going to hit the pause button. I'm going to throw on my interview with Liv Morgan, which you said you watched and you enjoyed. Did you like my chat with Liv from earlier yeah, this week? Yeah, I thought it was a good talk. I mean, she was very spunky and very Liv-like, and I thought it was a really good listen. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So I'm going to throw that on the show right now. Ahead of SummerSlam tonight, promote that show. Ronda Rousey, SmackDown Women's Championship. On the back end, we'll get the SummerSlam predictions in a moment. For us, it'll be two seconds. For the listener, about... 12 minutes and then from there we'll go and um, we'll predict whether uh, Liv Morgan is walking out SmackDown Women's Champion among other matches on the show what's going on guys Graham Jesus and Matthews here with BleachReport.com and ahead of SummerSlam coming up on July 30th in Nashville we're talking to the SmackDown Women's Champion Liv Morgan very cool to be able to say that all in one sentence Liv how's it I going I know I know I went from like zero accolades to a bunch <laughs> 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 especially being in WWE for five years now, it was cool because we're getting to a point, especially as longtime Liv fans, we were thinking like, all right, when is she going to get that championship? And you've had your opportunities to no fault of your own Raw Women's Championship, tag team titles, especially for a title that you're not on the same brand as in the SmackDown Women's Championship. You were a Raw superstar as of a month ago. Obviously, is it still weird even after only two or three weeks being called the SmackDown Women's Champion? Um, no, no, no. It feels so normal, but the schedule, I'm still getting used to the schedule. Schedule is very weird to me still. Um, every Friday, I think it's Monday. Um, and the live events, it's just, it's, it's just different. So I'm just getting used to that aspect. But as far as, you know, being called champ, I feel like, um, it's been my whole entire life. That's awesome. <laughs> I know you talked about it. it was the peak of your career in that moment. I mean, I'm honestly, my 
Yeah, I mean, it can't be just the peak because you've got the rest of your reign to celebrate as well. You're the SmackDown Women's Champion. It can only go up and onward from here. So now that you've got what you've always wanted as the champion, do you have any goals in your mind, professionally, personally, that you want to do going forward? All right, this is what I want to set out to do as champion, beyond just being a good champion, obviously. Um, You know, I wish... I just want to be a great champion. I want to be a great champion. I want to be, you know, fighting, defending, reigning champion. I know that sounds boring to you, but it like, um, as a little girl growing up, you know, that's all I dreamed about was to hold this women's championship and to be the best champion that I could possibly be. I saw a stat the other day. I don't know if it's true or not, but apparently, you know, I'm like one out of like seven people in WWE that had the most matches so far in 2022. And that's like exactly the kind of champion that I want to be, you know, I want to put in the work. I want to show everyone, you know, how much I love this and what this means to me and how hard I'm willing to fight for this. Um, I'd love to main event WrestleMania, you know, I'll just throw that out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any particular opponent that comes to mind if you were to headline WrestleMania? You no, know, I think Liv Morgan versus Bianca Belair um, would be amazing. I think it'd be phenomenal. Maybe Survivor Series. Okay, well, that could happen. Yeah, come November, Raw versus SmackDown, you guys are both champion by then. That'd be great. I mean, speaking of which, if we were to get that match, and obviously you guys are no strangers to one another, you've had matches before. I feel like on a stage like Survivor Series or WrestleMania, the internet would explode. Social media, I mean, with the fans that you guys have individually, I don't don't know how people, especially since there's a lot of crossover fans too, I'm not sure who people would cheer for. I mean, it's it's crazy. It'd be one of those cool, just like, you know, baby, baby matches where, you know, hopefully the crowd just 50, 50 and just high energy the whole entire time, exciting the whole entire time. Um, We have amazing chemistry. We know each other very well. So I think we would definitely put on an incredible show stealing performance. Yeah. And you guys already planted the seeds when you teamed in raw a couple of weeks ago on the 4th of July. So hopefully we can see that come November. I just manifested too. I just manifested now it's out in the universe. Exactly. I mean, you manifested becoming champion. So who knows what could happen beyond this point, but it is cool too. because Yeah. I mean, especially with the fan base that you have, we've talked about it a lot. A lot of people have mentioned it, like just the passionate fan base that has never given up on you, led you to this point. You talked about it in your various promos and raw and SmackDown so far. It's cool. Cause it's something I don't know. We would have seen 10, 15 years ago when like Twitter and Instagram were not, not only just not prominent, some of them weren't even around back then. And, uh, you know, people wrestling has been around for a long time. People have their fan bases, but I feel like for you specifically among a few others, you're among an elite few where the fan bases really help taking you another level through social media. Social media gets a lot of crap for all the negatives and rightfully so, but can you talk about the positives and how you've been able to interact with your fan base and how social media has really been a big positive to your career? Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I, my fans have watched me like grow, grow, grow Mm -hmm. up in general. You know, I mean, I signed to WWE when I was 20 years old, I'm 28, you know, they watched me grow and just learn this business as best as I can to where, you know, eventually they started rooting for me because of like, you know, the familiarity and for like watching me for so long. And just, I love, um, I mean, I've taken advantage of social media as far as I want to talk to my fans. Mm -hmm. I want to reach out to them. I want to know what's going on. I want to like, you know, see what they're thinking and what they're feeling. And um, I don't think I'd be in this position without them. I know I've said that a bunch of times, but it's so true. Um, You know, coming into this business, I realized kind of very soon, you know, I'm coming in in the era of like the four horsewomen. And so I wasn't that. I wasn't a generational superstar. I don't have anyone famous in my family. Um, I definitely wasn't chosen or the chosen one by any means, but my fans kind of put me in this position to where they kind of made me undeniable in a sense, just because of how supportive they've been and how amazing they've been and how much they've kind of propelled me to keep going and to keep fighting. Yeah. I feel like you're a part of this new wave. Like you said, you mentioned the four horsewomen. I feel like, I, I think that exchange when you won it from Rhonda was the first non four horsewomen exchange and of that insane. championship in that's five insane. years. It's in crazy. That's insane. And I'm so happy and so proud that, you know, it was me, but that's insane. And so I also hope, you know, being champion that I can give more girls that, you know, had earned that opportunity just like I did. And maybe a little bit sooner, you know, an opportunity to kind of have that spotlight and to have these amazing matches that like they know that they can have, but maybe just haven't been given the opportunity yet. I feel like my whole career, I was fighting this to be like, no, look at me. Like I, I can do this. I'll show mm-hmm. you. I'll show you. I'll show you like pick me coach. And then when they finally did, I was like, I t- like, I told you, I told you. 
And so I would love to, you know, um, just defend this against as many women as I can. Yeah. And I mean, you talk about your journey and how far you've come since your NXT days and before then and everything else in between. I think you've answered this before, but is there any one turning point that you look at? I mean, whether it be the matches with Becky or before that, your time in the riot squad, obviously winning the championship, but I'm as far as like feeling like, all right, I'm ready for that next step. Even money in the bank last year, you talked about it before you felt like you were, yeah, ready. we all I felt like you were say, ready. That night. I think money in the bank last year. Um, yeah. um, and I'm such like a believer in the universe and everything happens for a reason. And I 100% thought that last year was my time. I thought that I was ready. I thought that it was my moment, but now, you know, fast forward to, you know, this year, 365 days later, um, mm. I believe everything happens for a reason. I'm like, no, like there's no doubt in my brain. Like I was ready for this moment. That night was mine. Um, but I'm so sorry. I just lost track of the question. What did you just ask me? <laughs> No, just talking about what the turning point was. And you mentioned okay, yeah. Money in the Bank. So yeah, my yeah. promo leading up to Money in the Bank last year, yeah, I did yeah. this promo um, on TV and it was actually during commercial break, but I just, you know, told the crowd how excited and how ready I was for Money in the Bank and they broke out and you deserve a chance. And I'm just like standing there just at the top of the ramp, just looking out into the crowd. And I just, I guess for the time that was just most memorable, like I knew I had their support. Like mm-hmm. I felt their support with every fiber of my being. And I was like, whoa. I was like, I think this is like, I think this is it. I think this is my time. Um, And I feel like that was the start of it all. That was a start of me kind of having more confidence in myself and growing and evolving. And then, you know, that followed my Becky era, you know, um, which led to so many other incredible moments. But I think that Money in the Bank last year, leading up to Money in the Bank last year was when I was like, okay. Here we go. Yeah, I think a lot of fans would agree with that as well, especially this year, knowing it was your night. We all hoped it would be your night, but there were so many top contenders in that match. It's impossible to know. Anything can change in WWE on a whim. But I heard from a lot of people on that night as we wind down here, starting that match, I think you're maybe not the first one to make your entrance, but one of the first few in the match this year, the ladder match. You looked emotional even just walking out there. Can you share some insight on that, like knowing what was about to happen later on the night? Because I think everyone was like, I think she might win just seeing the emotion, but I'm like, nah, there's no chance. I don't know about that. And then you did. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, I was, I was okay. And I mean, that whole day was kind of just, um, it was make or break for me. Yep. I felt like just, you know, professionally in that moment of time, I was like, if I don't do this for my fans, I dropped the ball. Yep. If I don't win this for that, you know, so that's kind of how I was feeling. So I took it very seriously and it was very, um, I feel like I had no choice but to win, but like, you know, heading into the match, I was, I was feeling okay. But then as soon as I walked through and I heard, I heard the crowd, um, it just like struck a chord with me for some reason. I just was like, they want me to win this so bad. I was like, they want me to have this so bad. And, um, it just struck a chord and it just made me emotional. And then in that moment I was like, I'm doing it. I'm like, there's no way, there's no way I'm leaving this match without that briefcase in my hands. Um, and so it just, it was a very overwhelming kind of feeling that I was trying to compose myself, but mm-hmm. it gave me so much energy that it just like broke me. And it was one of those magical nights that people will never forget that people are still talking about days later, weeks later, months later. I'm sure it's going to happen, but we all look forward to your match with Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam July 30th in Nashville. Congrats on all the success, Liv, and thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks to Liv for the time. She was fantastic. We're on the back end here of WrestleRant Radio. RG's laughing because it's it's literally 15 seconds have passed since we talked last, but I just hit the pause button. You throw in the uh, interview, the audio of the interview. That's the beauty and the magic of editing, my friends. So this is what I do all the time when, when we're recording on opposite ends. I do an intro, throw in the conversation with you, the interview, whatever, and then we just kind of go from there. But uh, that's what it is. But we are talking SummerSlam here today for tonight on Peacock. We will be there in mere hours. We're looking forward to it. Um, that being said, starting from the bottom, working our way to the top here, Rollins and Riddle. Let's talk about that real briefly because I'm, I'm sure we're going to forget about it. It's not on the card for tonight. Got pulled on Wednesday by WWE. Not a real injury to Riddle. It's a storyline worked injury. Uh, they said he was injured after the attack on Raw. So a bit of a creative direction than I think they were originally planning. Unless this was always the plan, but I highly doubt that. They said we're getting the match at another point down the road. We don't even know if Rollins will be on the show. He made it sound like, oh, you know, I won't be on the show. I'm sorry you paid that money to, for nothing, whatever. I don't know. I'm of two minds at this thing. I feel like you can attest to this as well. In the two days that we've been here, all that people have been talking about is the Rollins thing. 
Like, I feel like people are really stoked to see what they do with that. I'm honestly of the mindset, just having watched WWE for so long, and Vince retired, by the way. Vince retired since the last time we spoke. All right, did he? That was last Friday. Holy yeah. fuck. That feels like it was like a week and a half ago or three months ago, but... No, that, w- that was unbelievable. Yep. Vince News, just talk about that real briefly. Yeah, crazy. I mean, I, I think with all the allegations, we saw something coming. I mean, it seemed like once he came out and Raw and SmackDown, I was like, eh, I mean, maybe, maybe it won't happen. But then uh, then the other kind of big allegations came out. And then, I mean, at that point, it was really... Too much The to company ignore. needs to... You need to distance yourself from that if you're going to try to please your shareholders. So once that kind of last kind of big allegations came out, I, I was... It was kind of more a surprise of when, if not if. Yeah, no, exactly. And it, I honestly still did not see the day that Vince was going to be stepping down. I mean, I say voluntarily, but I'm sure he was forced. That they kind of made it sound like it was voluntarily, but you know, this is pure speculation on my part. But he did retire, and now since then we have found out. And what a crazy week and a half it's been. Death before dishonor last weekend as well. But we've also found out since then Triple H now running creative. Now before we get into the matches. Does that make you... I mean, I'm all over the place here. I mentioned Rollins and Riddle, but does that make you more excited for the show tonight knowing Triple H is at the helm creatively of this company? Yeah, it does. I mean, I, I think, like everyone says with Vince, I, I feel like he lately was more of a mindset of, like, changing things at the last minute, and I feel like you could tell, like, things were kind of wonky or they were going in one direction and then it would just abruptly change or something that shouldn't have happened happened. So, I mean, I think now that Triple H theoretically is in charge, I mean his vision starts tonight. I mean, his next steps on what he wants to see should be seated tonight. Like, if he wants Liv Morgan to be a champion, I mean, that's what you're going to see tonight. It's mm-hmm. not like... I feel like people thought on Raw and SmackDown this week, like, oh, it's going to be big changes. Well, no, the show... The yeah, show should dictate that. Stone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you already have stuff going on, you can't just change on Monday. Like, oh, champions go for the title. Like, that's not going to happen. So, <laughs> we'll see tonight the seeds that they plant, and then I think this week on Raw and SmackDown, we'll see kind of more of the vision of what direction they're going in. But tonight will be the catalyst and the, bur- the the planting of that seed. And what I've been saying nonstop is that I don't think we'll see any dramatic changes anytime soon. I think it's going to be more gradual. So anyone expecting to watch Raw on Monday is going to be like, oh my god, it's 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 a vince show. It's so dramatically different. I think we might start to see slow changes. We didn't watch all of SmackDown, but I heard at the beginning of the show, they called the audience fans and not the WWE Universe. That's a big thing. Vince does not want to call them fans, or didn't. And they call them fans on Friday. Unless that was a botch or whatever. I say botch, but, you know, uh, whatever. I, I, I think that might be a indication of what's to come going forward. The Vince-isms kind of being done away with, which is nice. So we'll see. That being said, being reported by WrestleVotes. And I've already talked a lot about this, which is why I'm asking you about it now. And I don't really need to add my analysis. But um, at WrestleVotes, tweeting the other day, Triple H, now that he's in charge of the company, creatively Stephanie McMahon taking over, new president alongside Nick Khan that Triple H wants to make some sort of a big statement tonight with the show. Make a big splash, I think was the exact phrasing of the uh, of the tweet. And do something, make a statement, make a splash, and just get people talking in a good way about the product and kind of feel that optimism that we have right now. I mean, Triple H spoke at the Scrum yesterday that we were at to Nick Hausman, shout out to him, saying that um, the product, is we will see changes that we want to see. I mean, that could just be blowing smoke up our asses and we don't actually see that but at least he's saying the right things do you think he will stay true to that word and do you think we start to see that change tonight starting at SummerSlam with a big show we'll see what happens I mean I think tonight is the night you're going to do it if you're going to do it you got to do it the first big night that you have and I think like I said he might be blowing smoke up our behinds but I mean if you want to see gradual change or what the fans want to see I think with certain results tonight if they go a certain way I think that's what's going to happen it'll come out in a good way, I mean, we once we get into predictions, or maybe I'll dig a little bit more into it, but I think there's certain matches. If you want the fans to get behind these people, you want the fans to be into the product and want to see change, you want to see kind of their homegrown people or people that they're behind, then tonight's the night that you put you push the chips in and you say, you know what, this is the direction we're going to go in, and if it fails, it fails. But I think if you go in a certain direction with some of these matches and give them the fans what they want, I think you can see gradual change and kind of get that more fanfare going with them. Like you said, if it fails, it fails, but it's worth a shot. I feel like at least with Vince, he didn't want to give things a shot. He always played things safe, did it his way, and nothing ever really changed as a result of that. I go back to last year, not exactly the same thing. Vince was still running the show before, during, after that show. But last year's SummerSlam was one where Becky Lynch showed up and returned after a year and a half, and you were very excited. And Brock Lesnar as well, two of your top favorites. And I was there for that show. It was incredible. 
the the moments themselves. That's why I think this year's SummerSlam is so important. I, I thought SummerSlam two years ago in the Thunderdome era was very good as well. 2019 in Canada, also a great show. I feel like the stakes are honestly high for the show and the expectations are so high. Will they be met or exceeded? I don't honestly think so. And that's not just me being, being negative. That's me being, being realistic. I've had to say that to Alexis a lot. I mean, having just watched the product, not, I mean, I've watched it a lot less than you and many other people, but having just watched it for the last 15 years almost, you get a sense of what to expect from these shows, regardless of who's running it. So I'm hoping the show will exceed the expectations or at least meet them, because I feel like optimism is so high right now. To kind of stick with the status quo would be a disappointment. Yeah, definitely. I, I like I said, I think if you're going to start on a new foot tonight, it would be the perfect night. If if they go in certain directions, maybe like you said, it's going to be more of a gradual thing. But I mean, with the way that things are coming out, I think not that you have to have immediate, but you need to kind of kind of pave the road a little bit. I mean, we got to see what what's going on here. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we kind of get the more status quo Vince-esque kind of booking or decisions, I mean, I don't think the fans are going to like that. And I think with the change, you're going to get maybe some lapsed fans that, you know what, I haven't been watching because I'm kind of tired of the thing. And they, they might tr- trust Triple H or kind of trust his vision because NXT did see success from, from certain fans. So, I mean... Tonight's the night. I think it'd be a mistake to not kind of plant some kind of seeds or pave the road a little bit. I agree. And to go full circle back to the question I asked you what feels like an hour ago at this point. We took the scenic route there, or at least I did. Riddle and Rollins for tonight. Not happening. Match is off. Could happen. We don't know. Um, I don't know why they would say it's off. If it's on, who knows. Riddle has not been announced for a match. There's been no indication. I've been largely off Twitter for the most part. Um, unless there's a report saying he will have a match or they announced it. Currently looking at the format for the show... There's no mention of a Rollins match on this card. So that being said, what do you think they do? I would be very surprised if this show did not have Seth Rollins on it. I know there's a few other stars, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, people like that, who are not on the show. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus had their match on Friday. I would be shocked if Rollins was not there in some form or fashion. I don't think he gets added to the main event. I don't think that makes much sense anyway. Storyline standpoint, realistically, would it make a better match? Yeah, but I just don't see that happening. Um... I see him having a match, but I could see it being, I don't know, I've seen even people say Randy Orton, and he's not as hurt as we thought he was, and he comes back early. That would be really cool. I honestly wouldn't mind that, because I feel like that'd be a cool surprise that's not on the level of the top two names that we've all been talking about, Johnny Gargano and Bray Wyatt. You're shaking your head. Talk a little bit about that. I'm shaking my head as well, because I agree. I don't think it's either one of those individuals. A lot less likely it's Bray than Johnny, and I don't even think it's going to be Johnny, but... Talk about that and what to expect tonight from those two. No, I, I mean, I don't think it's going to be either of them. I just, I mean, it just doesn't seem realistic. I just wouldn't put my expectations that high because you're just going to get disappointed at that point. But, I mean, I think you could still technically do Rollins and Riddle. I mean, I understand that they're saying he's not. He's injured, even though he's really not. But, I mean, in storyline, he is. I mean, I think Rollins needs the win- needs wins because he's lost a lot lately. But also, Riddle's so hot that you don't need, like, he shouldn't lose. So I feel like maybe you do a scenario, Rollins comes out, Riddle comes out like against like officials' orders, he's clearly hurt. There you can kind of plant the seed that Riddle's not 100%, Rollins does need wins, yep. so Rollins could get a win and get beat up a, you know, a guy that shouldn't be like, he's going against doctor's orders, officials' orders, he wants the match. I mean, as a baby face, like, that's what you want to see from a baby face. And Riddle's so over. Like I said, he shouldn't lose. But Rollins does need wins as well. So it's kind of Rollins gets the win and Riddle loses, but he's not 100%. So the fans still behind him, yada, yada, yada. So, I mean, that's the direction I would go in. I mean, Rollins is here, should wrestle. Riddle's so over, he should wrestle too. You kind of get the best of both results. Rollins wins and gets some steam. And he's a dick because he beat up a guy that shouldn't be competing. So... That's the direction I would go in. I mean, Drew's not on the show. Sheamus is on the show. Like, you kind of need more star power. And mm-hmm. I feel like Rollins is here. You should utilize him. I agree. I do like the fact that... I don't like the fact they don't really have much for... I mean, Drew and Sheamus were feuding. They don't have anything for AJ to do. Kevin Owens just came back. Sami Zayn, I guess, is hurt, which I didn't know up until yesterday. I like the fact that it's not SummerSlam 2015 or 2016. That was the first show where they went to four hours of pay-per-view. I don't know if the shows are technically four hours anymore. I think they're back to three. I could be wrong on that. We'll find out tonight. We're at Central Time, so it won't go as late as we as it would if we were on the East Coast, But um, which is a good sign. But that being said, I, I like the fact they're not throwing as many matches as possible onto the card, so it's a 15-16 match show where you're just sitting there fucking exhausted. Like, all right, I just want to go home at this point. Like, I would rather they just not do this, but they're not, which is good. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I really honestly don't know. I think Rollins will have a match, impromptu. Do you think you run the risk of it just not... Because you already kind of set that tone with Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania with Rollins, and that was only mere months ago. Do you think it's a, not lazy, but do you think it's lazy that they're doing the same thing if they go that route? I mean, if it's a special opponent, I would say so. But if, like I said, if they do have Riddle come out against Doctor's Orders, yada, 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 and then they do the match there, I think it sets... It's good for both sides because Riddle shouldn't lose, but he has an out. Yep. And Rollins needs wins, so they do Makes that. Makes sense. I mean, if he faces, like, I don't know, Veer and loses, I mean, that's freaking <laughs> dumb. Or face, like, any other person on the roster and lose. Like, Rollins needs to win. But I think it would be dumb just to be like, oh, we don't want... If they, the whole thing of changing the, the finish or changing because they don't want Riddle to lose or vice versa, because obviously, I mean, why else would you have it? Like, if he's going to win, why does it matter? I don't yeah. know. But, I mean, if you don't want him to lose, it just to him face someone else. Or not, he should be on the show. So him not being on the show is unacceptable. But him facing, like, Dolph Ziggler or Bobby Roode or just name some other guy and just beats him or just, it just, no. Yeah. I think they should, if he's going to wrestle, that's what they should do. Hit any surprise a person, and especially if he loses, would just be dumb. I haven't seen that theory thrown out at all, and I like that idea a lot. The The fact that Rollins and Riddle could still have their match. Riddle comes out, like you said, against Doctor's Orders. Do the match. Riddle has an out. Rollins wins. Get back to his winning ways. He has not won a match on pay-per-view since Survivor Series. Exactly. It's year. been way too long. And before that, for a singles match... I, I don't even know. When was when was he lost at SummerSlam? He lost to Edge. Um, he beat Cesaro last year at Hell in the Cell in June of 2021. That would be the last time, and that was over a year ago, which is crazy. Not to, not to say he's buried by that, but it is a bit astounding when you really sit down and think about it. So that's what we think is going to happen there. Pat McAfee, happy Corbin um, here for uh, this matchup tonight. Celebrity wrestler who's seen it before, Pat McAfee, had a very good match with Theory at WrestleMania. I enjoyed it. Um, talking a little bit about that, um, who's winning here? I mean, I think I think it can go either way. I think <sighs> Corbin's in the same boat in that I think he needs a win. He hasn't won in a while, like an important match. Not that he really needs to. He's bulletproof. He's he's Teflon at this point. He he can lose, and it wouldn't really matter because he's Baron Corbin. Um, but I just feel like McAfee's not the regular wrestler. He won it, or he lost. Yeah, he won at WrestleMania. He beat Theory at WrestleMania, which was a little weird in retrospect. But um, I would have Happy Corbin win. McAfee goes, you know, he dominates a majority of the match, hits a high flying maneuver. Corbin catches him, end of days, sayonara. So that's what I would do. Who do you think goes over here, McAfee or Happy Corbin? Um, that's a good one. I mean, you're going with Happy here. I mean, I just feel like the Happy stuff's gone. It's course, like it is what it is. Like. How much can you really do exactly? It, you know? So I mean, you pretty much you pretty much milked everything out of the whole Happy Corbin thing. So realistically, I would just I think you have McAfee win here. I mean, you can have Corbin just even even if he loses, just like maybe that's where you kind of go back to the old Baron Corbin persona. I mean, the whole Happy stuff at this point just run its course, and him winning, I just don't think will change anything. Good point. Like, why would if he won, like why would he just randomly change the being back to Baron Corbin? So I feel like. Losing to McAfee here could be, like, the breaking point that we get, like, not the NXT Corbin. Yeah, like, kind of closer to, like, the NXT Corbin, kind of like the badass, because the whole happy stuff is just, it's just a gimmick that just is done at this point. Yeah, it's, it's not it's doing the guy any, any favors. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's one of those instances where you got the wishful thinking prediction. I got the realistic prediction. Okay. You talked about, like, nothing is going to change. I want what you said to happen. I'm thinking more... Because you said if Corbin loses, or if he wins, nothing changes. I don't think anything's going to change. I really don't. I think it's going to be the same thing. I think they're going to stick with the happy Corbin shit, run it into the ground some more, and uh, they will move away from it. Like, King King Corbin lasted two years. We're just about a year into happy Corbin, so I'll give it until next year, and maybe at that point something will change. But I hope you're right, and it happens. But just for the sake of playing devil's advocate, I'm going to go Baron Corbin. I'm going to go happy, happy Corbin. Corbin. Happy oh, Corbin. i got to okay. get it right. Um, let's see. From there, the other celebrity versus wrestler matchup, Logan Paul and The Miz. The feud that has not been great. The match makes sense. <laughs> Logan Paul's been impressive on TV. The My Balls Are Massive shit has been terrible. Um, clearly, this is being set up to cement Logan Paul as the next big thing in WWE. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Miz is there to take the loss. He's Teflon at this point, like I said earlier, about Corbin. Um, doesn't really matter, so... Less said about this, the better, I think. The feud just kind of sells itself. The match sells itself. 
Logan Paul wins. Not even LOL. I think it makes sense for him to win, and he should win his singles debut in WWE. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that as a match itself, it should be good. Um, like I said, this is kind of the match to get Logan Paul over as a star. The whole storyline kind of base. Just like, they could have just been fine with like him turning on at Logan on WrestleMania, and Logan wants to beat his ass. I mean, I think that's kind of just like, that could have sold itself. Booking the one yeah. balls are massive. Like, that was like the last like Vinceism. Like, oh, that's funny. Like, it, it, it's been awful, and I feel like it hasn't <laughs> helped Logan Paul at all. Unfortunately, like, even people in our like for how bad maybe they thought like it was so bad that people would boo the Miz. It just didn't. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, Logan Paul's so so like I'm trying to think of the word. He's so hateable. He's not hateable. He's so polarizing is the right word. Yeah, polarizing. He's such a polarizing yeah. guy. It's like you either hate him or love him, and. I feel like even like the whole how bad the balls are massive thing is. I think they thought people would boo the Miz and it just hasn't worked. So yeah, that was just a terrible diversion. They should just went after Miz beating him up. But they, I guess that's their attempt to make Logan Paul more of a face. It didn't really work. But I mean, I think you yeah, have Logan Paul went here, kind of cement his legacy or that start the legacy of yeah. of his career. I mean, you can't go off the bat if you're gonna if he's doing this as as serious as he seems like he's gonna be doing it. You can't be going out there losing the Miz the first time. So. Um, I think you have Logan Paul win here, and I, th- I think the Miz is the perfect person to put him over. The general perception of Logan Paul is that he's not very well liked by a majority of the audience. I, we talked about this before. I don't think it's going to work to make a babyface right now. So do you think we might move away from Logan Paul, the babyface experiment coming out of SummerSlam, or do you think an impressive performance tonight, depending on what they have on tap, we're not sure, could really win over the audience and make him a babyface as soon as uh, tonight. Yeah, I mean, anything's possible. I mean, I th- thought his performance at WrestleMania was good as well. I think in a singles capacity could be as good. Um, I mean, it's either or. I mean, I think if, if, if he's getting more of a heel persona, like, wrestling fans are fickle. So I feel like if they if they, if they boo him, just go the heel route. Because you know <laughs> why? Because once you go heel, they want to cheer you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think regardless, heel or face, he's always going to get a reaction and... I think that's like any WWE superstar says. Even if you're a face and you get booed, or you're heel and get cheered, I mean, the reactions what you always want. So for him, heel face, whatever, people are gonna react to him regardless. So I think he should just not worry about the heel or face thing and just go out and be himself. The fact that people will react regardless is exactly why they brought him in. So as long as it accomplishes that, and I think they will be loud for the match tonight. To them, that's all that matters, and that's fine. I think he would be better suited as a heel soon. Um, especially in the long term. But for now, him as a babyface, we'll see how it goes and see what happens tonight. Uh, the Mysterios versus the Judgment Day. No disqualification tag team match. Made official on Raw. We've already seen the match twice. The Mysterios took the one on Raw. Judgment Day won the first encounter a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Damian Priest and Finn Balor representing Judgment Day. Rhea Ripley returning on Raw this past week. Great to see. You, I, when I asked you two or three weeks ago, Mr. Marceau, you said you were out on Judgment Day, damaged goods, I'm done. Has that changed or has that not changed? It's probably gone even further that they're done. I mean, really? I just really don't care about the group. They lost the Mysterios on Monday. They beat them up in the back. Like, I just don't see it going anywhere. Like, that's I think that's the thing that I'm not buying in on. It's like they already lost. It's like they shouldn't. If they're going to push them so hard, they shouldn't be losing. They already lost the Mysterios doing it again it's gonna be no dq so we're gonna get like some fucking interference or something stupid and i just i mean i if you want the judgment day to actually be successful they have to win here i mean if they lose the mysterious again i mean christ almighty <laughs> they might as well just break up and go their single ways but i mean maybe that's the direction they're going and i i really don't know so i mean if they want judgment day to be a thing they have to win tonight if they don't want Judgment Day to be a thing tonight anymore, then they lose clean as a sheet the Dominic Mysterio. Not Ray. They lose the Dominic. If they want to split them up, Dominic beats them. Wow, okay. And if they want them to be something, they'll win. I think right. they're going to win because, I mean, I don't care for the group, but if, I mean, there's any longevity out of it, you got to have them win here. I don't want them Dominic turning on Ray because Dominic's just not ready. He should realistically go back to NXT. It's not going to happen, but realistically, that's what should happen. I have Judgment Day winning tonight. Wow, okay, all right. Bold prediction, but I agree. I think Judgment Day is winning as well. I think the Mysterios won on Raw for a reason because they're taking the L tonight. Uh, Rhea Ripley's back. Maybe she factors into the finish. I think. I mean, this is another one that could go either way. I honestly don't really think it matters. I'm still kind of out on Judgment Day. I like the group, but the booking has been putrid. The Edge thing I still think was dumb, taking him out of there. Rhea Ripley got hurt, sucked. That was unfortunate. 
Speaking of Edge, though, the, the vignettes have been airing for weeks now. No new vignette on Monday's Raw. The rumor was that he'd be back on Raw this week. Edge was not there. No new vignette, which tells me he they were preparing for him to be on that show, which is why they only filmed so many vignettes, and then he wasn't there. Uh, do you think he comes in tonight? I don't think he does, because per the reports, I think it was Fightful, I believe, that reported it, that um, uh, fucking Edge and Beth were supposed to be in Nashville, and now they're not. So why would they Why would they be planning to be there? Then they're not. They work in people. I mean, I guess. Um, I, I don't think Edge is going to be there. That's my prediction. Yeah, I mean, I think if you if you want, you can kind of... That's the next direction you're going in. You could do something that, like, they beat the Mysterios, and then after the fact, before they can kind of get their glory, do something. But, I mean, realistically, I'd probably leave that for Raw just to kind of get a right rating or kind of people anticipating it more. Like, if it happened tonight, yeah, it's cool. But, like, if it happens... Tonight, like maybe they could tease it tonight, and then okay. nothing actually happens, and then tomorrow night we get the reveal. But um, I'd probably save it for Raw, honestly. Might get a bigger reaction too in front of a smaller audience in a smaller arena as opposed to this football stadium or the. It, it's not going to sound as loud, just speaking yeah. from experience, because of the openness and whatever else. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, going down to the other matches, United States Championship, Bobby Lashley Theory rematch for Money in the Bank, a really good match on that show, as we talked about at that time. Theory is the hot new thing. He's feuding with this guy. He's feuding with that guy. Brock, Roman, Mad Cat Moss, um, Rollins, not even Rollins, Riddle, Bobby, um, Dolph. He's feuding with you. He's feuding with me. He's feuding with everyone right now. I don't think he wins, though. I don't think he needs to win. Bobby is the hot ticket as a babyface right now. He's the United States champion. Have Bobby win, retain the title. Theory can move on to feuding with uh, Dolph Ziggler over the briefcase, which is... Uh, an interesting call, but it might turn out to be a positive as we talked about a couple of weeks ago. So, That being said, Lashley, Theory, U.S. Championship. Who do you think is going over? Who do you think is walking out the United States champion? Bobby all day. I mean, this is probably the most predictable match all night. I mean, Bobby just won the belt. Theory's got his hands with everyone else, possibly cashing in later at night. I just I don't see it. I think Bobby retains. He still says as the quotation's main champion on Raw. Because the two titles is never on the show. And I think you keep Bobby as that number one babyface. So, you got Bobby winning tonight. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, further cement him as the top babyface yes. on the Raw brand with the win here. So, I agree with that. Uh, moving on to the tag team title matchup. The Usos, Profits, one more time. Jeff Jarrett, of all people, serving as special guest referee. We just saw Jeff at StarCast a couple of hours ago. Um, he'll be there tonight. Honestly, I could see the Profits winning. The Usos are my pick. But if there's any time, if there was ever a time to do the change, I think it would be tonight. I don't think they were planning on doing this match. I think the only reason why they're doing it is because of that indecisive finish on Money in the Bank. That was a botch, I think. Um, that's the only reason why they're doing it. I think Usos retain. I don't know why, though, because there really isn't much of a division left. Who they face, I have no fucking clue. But something tells me the Usos win. But if they want to start telling the story that the bloodline is losing momentum and they start losing gold, it would have to start with the Usos, I would think. So the Profits could win. I honestly wouldn't hate it if they did, but my gut is telling me the Usos. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I also think that I'm kind of leaning towards the Usos. I just feel like, like you said, the only reason this match really is happening is because of that quote-unquote botch or whatever from Money in the Bank. I mean, I just don't think they would change the plan. So the Usos are going to win. The Usos are going to win just because they face again. I mean... Yeah, I I mean, I do think the Profits could win as well, but like I said, I just, I, I would go with the Usos. I, I like the Profits, but I mean, they've lost so many times that it's still like, why would tonight be the night? Maybe it's just if you're going to try to milk as much left out of it as you can, but yeah. I mean, I think if they lose, it, they would kind of, unless they do kind of their own singles things, they kind of turn into like the New Day at this point. Like they've yeah. gone for the title so many times and they've won them so many times and then they lose them, so... I'm kind of leaning towards Usos. I'll go with the Profits, though. I don't know, okay. Something, something kind of, I don't know, I just like Jeff Jarrett, like maybe he, he turns on well, them. Well, the Usos accidentally super kicked. Yeah, Jeff but that could be like down. a red herring, like, oh, he beat, like, there was, it, it could was not a, be, who knows, that's the thing, we don't know. Yeah, who knows, but uh, I'm going to go with the Profits. Okay, Profits. Do you think if they lose, that's where they do the catalyst for the Montez Ford singles push? It's possible. That's, I mean, that's why I'm thinking Usos might win. He's been talking I think anything's lately. possible. Yeah, I mean, if that's the direction they're going in, yeah, they would have to lose. You'd have Angelo get pinned, obviously. Or yeah. Maybe there's like a fuck finish and 
Angel accidentally hits Montez, Montez gets pinned, whatever. But, yeah, I mean, definitely I think that's possible. I mean, if that's the direction they're going. And, I mean, I don't think you theoretically have to split them up. The problem is I feel like if you're going to push them as singles, like, Montez is going to be the one. I mean, I know Dawkins wants wants to be pushed as a single as well. I just, I just don't see it, unfortunately. I just, even, even if they put a rocket up them, I just don't see, like, the crowd being there with them. Montez, I just feel like, is a different cat. And... He just would get a better reaction by himself, and he has. So yeah. I, I think if they're going to do the split tonight, would be the night to like plant the seeds, pave the road, whatever phrase you want to say. But uh, yeah, I mean that's why I think the Usos do have a good chance to win. But if not now with the Street Profits, like if they lose again, it's like there's no ever turning back. Like they're like I said at that point they're committing to going singles. So they have to because there's nothing more for them to do. Exactly, with that. I'll yeah. still stick with the Street Profits, but I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if the Usos won. All right, and it would also be cool. I don't know if this has ever happened. No, it hasn't happened. Where the Prophets and Bianca were all champions at the same time. Montez Ford and uh, Bianca Bull. I don't think that's happened yet, so that would be pretty cool to see. Um, I still say Usos, but you got um, the Prophets. I feel like we're getting a lot more split decisions here. We're usually pretty much on the same page, but I feel like you go one way, I go the other. That's the. I mean, I don't know if that's the Triple H effect, but a lot of matches on the show, pretty unpredictable. Would you agree? Yeah, I completely agree. SmackDown Women's Championship. Mentioned her before. She was on the show earlier. Didn't hear her, but uh, we didn't because we just were recording. Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey, SmackDown Women's Championship. I think Liv wins. I don't know how she wins. We know Charlotte will be in town for StarCast tomorrow for Ric Flair's last match. We know she will be here. Um, that's I, I've seen other people say it, and I, I tend to agree. I think Charlotte could cost Ronda the win. We haven't seen Charlotte since she lost the championship to Ronda almost three months ago at WrestleMania Backlash. Backlash. We were there for that. So, I think Liv wins that way. I do not see a Liv winning clean. I do not see a Liv winning by DQ or Countout. I mean, I would say, oh, maybe they'll turn her heel because it's WWE. They do dumb stuff, but it's Triple H now. Would he really do that? I would hope not. She's one of the more popular females in the entire roster. I'm thinking Liv wins. I just don't exactly know how. And I think a interference finish, a distraction finishes, I fucking hate. But the end game here, regardless of how they do it, no matter how dumb it is, Morgan will still be champion. Ronda winning it back after a month. I know they did the same thing with Nikki Ash last year. I know that. But this would be, it would be very dumb if they did that again here, especially with how popular Liv Morgan is. I'm thinking Liv still walks out the champion. What about you? Yeah, I mean, this is the match I was talking about earlier with, like, if you're going to go in the certain direction, you kind of got to go all in. And with yeah. Liv, I feel like she's, she, if you're going to go in as, her, you want to get away from the four horse women, you want to make new stars, like, she's fucking over as hell, and you have her beat Ronda, like I said, I mean, realistically, you'd have her beat her clean, don't <laughs> think that would ever happen, but, like, yeah. if you want to really put the chips in, you have her beat her clean, at that point, you could finally get the rousy heel turn. She could fucking beat the fucking living hell out of Liv, no pun intended. And, I mean, that's the way you go, and you kind of get a heel rousy. But, like I said, then she'd probably have to go out to Liv again, which you wouldn't have her lose again. So, maybe it's kind of like a, a Michaels taker. You have Michaels get the win. So you have Liv beat Rousey, and instead of going after Liv again, you kind of have her next program with Charlotte. So... I think you Liv has to win. If you're going in this direction, got to get the belt away from Rousey. You got to push new people. Liv's the perfect person right now. The crowd's so over with her, and I think you go with Morgan here. How we get to the finish? I think there's so many. I, I don't different think it's going to be good. I, I can tell you that. Oh yeah, it's probably going to be awful. But <laughs> Liv needs to win. Are we headed to a Charlotte Flair title win here at some point with Liv? Be hurt with Charlotte being the one to take the belt from Liv at some point. I mean, anything's possible. I mean, with those four, or those three now, I guess, because Stasha's technically... Could be back, Meltzer said. Could be back, but I mean, with them, they're always going to hover around the title picture. I mean, it just is what it is. I mean, I don't know with Charlotte. I feel like she's been on SmackDown for a while, so I could see, like, a venture off the Raw. Um, But, I mean... Yeah, I mean... I mean, you're saying, could she be one? I mean, yeah, I mean, any of the three horsewomen could be the one to take it off her, specifically Charlotte or Becky, but, um, yeah, I think Liv wins here. I mean, I think, theoretically, Becky would be the one to take it off her just because she beat her. She was going to win Money in the Bank and Liv cost her, and they yeah, never yeah. kind of went back to that. But, um, I mean, any of them could beat her, but I think Liv has to win tonight. What about Bailey? Bailey rumored to be back soon. Who? Bailey? Who? She's been around years. Almost the, well over a year at this point. And I mean, then she comes back tonight. She could. Like I said, maybe there's something there with her. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that would be the perfect first feud back for her, for Liv. I mean, she'd beat her, but 
maybe you could have her beat Bailey and then goes right into the draft and then you just move them some parts around and then see where it goes from there. But no, I think her and Bailey would be a good good like first reign because it's not even a reign rematch. This is like a rematch. Like her first actual feud yeah. would be with Bailey, which I think would be perfect. Yeah, I think it'd be perfect whether Bailey wins it at some point or not, but. She will be back, I'm thinking, either tonight or by Raw or SmackDown. If she's not back this week, I would be shocked. She's ready to go. She's been in the PC re- reportedly, so she should be back soon. Um, yeah, and I would put her on SmackDown. Raw needs some more variety in that division. I would say Raw might honestly need Bailey more than SmackDown. SmackDown got Lacey. They have Liv. Rousey's on the show. Charlotte's coming back. Who knows what's going to happen with Sasha, so we'll see. Um, but I am thinking Liv retains as well. Speaking of the other women's championship, Raw women's title. Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch. Talk about rematches. Another rematch, this time from WrestleMania and SummerSlam last year. Don't do a 26-second bullshit. We thought that might happen at WrestleMania. Didn't. Would be dumb. I'm sorry. Give us a match. The match of Mania was one of my favorite matches all weekend, if not the match of either night, in my opinion. For me, it was. Um, Do that again here. Have an even better match, possibly, if that's possible. And again, it's possible Becky walks out with the new champ. Definitely possible. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I think Bianca will retain decisively this time, again like she did at WrestleMania, and put this feud to rest once and for all. So what do you think is going to happen? And do you think there's a possibility we see a, kind of going off the rails here, a double turn? You know, we saw Becky turn heel at SummerSlam last year by beating Bianca. Could they turn Bianca heel and have Becky chase? People cheer her anyway. Or would they rather keep Bianca a babyface so when she feuds with Rhea soon, in the match we were supposed to get in Money in the Bank, she's the face and Rhea's the heel. So what do you think? No, I mean, I think anything's possible. I mean, I feel like Bianca should win. I think Bianca should win. I just I just don't always think that's what's going to happen. I just feel like yeah. Becky's such a big star. It's like she's not in the – because if she loses here, she's not in the title picture. And it's like, then what do you do with her? I've always said Alexa Bliss, but I just don't think that's going to happen. No, well, because Alexa Bliss said she's going to face the champion next. True, true. Raw, so if they're going with that direction, then it would probably be – could that, well, could it be Becky Lynch and Asuka? Or uh, Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss over the championship? It could be. I mean, I think Bianca should win. I mean, if she loses in a great match, I wouldn't hate it. Um, like I said, it could be a, a turn as well. I feel like Becky, it, yeah, she is a heel, but she gets cheered so often. Yeah. It would kind of be out of the ordinary. I mean, I mean, you could still, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like the fans wouldn't boo Bianca, though. Like, what could she do to like people boo, boo her? Beat the shit out of Becky Lynch? Like, after she beats her? We'll make Becky look sympathetic somehow. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not even saying I want to see that. I'm just saying it's a No, I don't think so. I, I think there's a better chance of Becky just beating her straight up. Yeah. But, um, you said Bianca? Or you say Becky? I said Bianca. I'm going to go with... B... B what? I'm going to go with Bianca. I'll go with Bianca as well. All right, all right. I think that's the right direction. Like I said, I I mean, you could also have... She's had a good reign. Like, you could have her lose as well. Yeah. I mean, because if, like, say that they say the Edge and Beth come back, and that's what they do with her, with Rhea, and the Judgment Day, then, like, what do you do with Bianca next? She has beaten everyone. I mean, you could say the same thing for fucking Becky, but um, you could do her and Alexa Bliss, and it would make some sense. Um, But I'll still go with Bianca. I think keeping the belt on her is still fine. I mean, I don't think she'll. I don't think Alexa Bliss will beat her for it. So, I'll go with Bianca though. I feel like she has to exercise her demon from last year when she lost at SummerSlam. She won the title at WrestleMania, lost at SummerSlam. She won at WrestleMania again this year. Will she lose it at SummerSlam? We don't know for sure, but I think she won't. I think she's going to retain, as you said as well. So, that's what I would do. One match left, Mr. Marceau. Main event. Undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. Stop me if you've heard me before. Talk about this. Last man standing match between the two behemoths. Big, big match. Um, final time ever. Regardless of whether... Listen, I am looking forward to it. One, because we'll be there. Two, because it's still a big match, dude. I do not want to see this again. I don't. I cannot emphasize that enough. It's dumb. Like, build new stars. I know the original plan was Roman and Ro- Roman and Randy. Still Randy no was hurt. Stars. What'd you say? Still not building new stars. No, still not building new stars. And... Just give someone new the spot. I don't know. That would have been a great attraction. We just saw this at fucking WrestleMania, and I don't think the problem here... the pro- my Out of the gate, I won't even beat around the bush. Roman, I think, is going to win. But my thing is, there's no... 
it's it's a it's a lose lose because if Roman wins, Brock loses again, dude. He loses again. He came back at SummerSlam last year. Okay, first match back at Crown Jewel, lost, lost. Comes back in the Rumble or no, won the WWE title a day one. Okay, for a reign that lasted three weeks, he loses to Bobby at the Rumble. Next singles match he had, he lost. He won the Rumble and he won the Chamber match. Okay, but then he lost to WrestleMania. So he's 0-2 to Roman in recent months, in the last year. Does he go 0-3? Does he lose clean? He didn't lose clean at WrestleMania, and if he doesn't lose clean again, then it's like, all right, then the feud's going to continue, even though they said this would be the last time ever, and they're still saying that. Um, if Brock wins, I think that's even worse, because Brock should not be a part-time champion. We already have a part-time champion in Roman Reigns. Brock would be even less part-time. Actually, we don't fucking know, because he was on SmackDown every week when he was champion late last year. And earlier this year as well as WWE champion, whatever. So, yeah, I don't know, dude. I, I really don't know what they're going to do. And I think Roman's going to win. I do not think Theory is going to cash in. That's my other question for you. But how are you feeling about this whole thing, this uh, main event for tonight's SummerSlam? No, I mean, I think it is a double-edged sword. I mean, Roman winning, it's, yeah, he wins. Brock loses again. The thing with Brock is, like, I feel like he could eat, like, 100 pinfalls. It's not going to change anything. The way they present him, it's always going to be, like, the beast, the badass. I think the casual person just, I mean, he loses the Roman. I just don't think people kind of put one to two to, like, three together. So, it's like, yeah, he, to us, we know he keeps losing. To the normal person, he'll come out, do the fucking fireworks, the, the big beast. They put him over as the greatest thing ever. Yeah. So, I don't really think that's the problem. I don't think he, I don't think he'll win. I hope the guy doesn't win. I think that would be worse than Roman retaining. Um, I mean, I think Roman wins. I think there'll probably be a tease of a cash-in. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, if they want to make a splash, I mean, they could have Theory win, get headlines, and immediately drop the belt to Roman, like, tomorrow night or yeah, yeah. Friday. Um, I mean, because they keep saying that the plan is Roman versus Drew at the Castle show. I just feel like the whole two-belt thing is, like, maybe they could somehow, like, like lose one of the belts or something. Hopefully. Like, like that would, I think that would ideally be, like, if anything, ideally, like, have Theory beat him. And then they do something on Raw or SmackDown. It's like for one of the belts, yeah. and then Roman beats them. And then Theory has one belt, and Roman has the other belt. And then they go with that direction of Castle because they need the belt, the main belt. They need one of the main belts on the show. It, 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 it people can say it doesn't matter, but it does because like it just it it, it, does it, it, it ruins the flow of the show, and it just doesn't seem that important. It's just especially with a three-hour Raw. It's like they just make shit up at this. They're point. They're fighting just, for nothing at that. Yeah, point. exactly. So I mean, theoretically, I'd want him to cash in and get one of the belts or both the belts or something, I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, the problem is I just, I honestly don't think now is the time that we've lost every fucking match he's had for the last month. Yeah, and but I just that's think the he's point. Too so, it's not the point. They shouldn't be doing that stuff. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like the point is like maybe Roman's not expecting it because he's got his hands full of Ziggler and Mad Cat Moss and Drew and Brock and Roman. Like I know. It's like theoretically, it's like, oh, he won't cash in. He's got so much other shit on his mind. Cashes in. I mean, him and Heyman have had some kind of connection yes. on TV lately as well. So maybe that's what he maybe that's how you get the dissension of the bloodline. Maybe Heyman kind of sides with theory, he's the new guy, you're too busy with Hollywood. What yada yada yada. I think at the end of the day Roman retains no cat or if there's a cash in it won't be successful. And then we move on. I guess, but it's just one of those things where I think, you know, theory's busy like you said. And that's fine. I like the fact that he's multiple enemies right now. I just think he's too, not even young, I just don't think he's ready. And the fact that he's lost a lot, it doesn't make the title feel important. Roman has been undefeated for almost three years now. I feel like when he eventually loses, it's got to be a big deal to a big name. And I'm not talking about Brock Lesnar. My question always is, who will benefit from Roman's reign? If no one benefits from Roman's reign, then why the fuck was he champion for as long as he has been? Theory could if he beat him. Yeah, but I just don't think he's ready for that spot. I mean, I, I know... He's never I'm, ready. I know I'm... I, Roman now wasn't ready time. originally. When? When he originally won the belt. In 2015? He was not ready at that time. He was more ready than Theory is right now. Yeah, I, I just feel like... Roman he, was not losing on TV every every fucking week. I just feel... Theory was just a piss deal a month ago. Okay. I don't like that. Well, I mean, I, I think people say, oh, they're not ready. No one's ever ready. Like, There's not a time in the day. There's never a time, exactly. But so I, would, I would at least wait, dude. I do not want to see anyone cash in. I mean, we already saw the women cash in very quickly. I'd rather see him hold on to it and benefit from holding that briefcase for at least, like, through WrestleMania. I, I mean, I agree. I just think if you're going to do it, that perfect timing would be now. But... All right, I think the perfect time would be Mania. 
The thing is, you just don't know. Like, is Ro you say that, but then, like, three months down the line when Roman's still champion, then you're complaining that he's not on the show, and it's like... Well, here's the thing. I'm willing to bite the bullet and wait until Cody comes back. I know that's January Mania, <laughs> dude. I understand that, but I'd rather... I, I Listen, there's no one ideal situation. I completely agree. I'm going to be complaining regardless. That's just what there I do. There you go. Exactly. The show's called the WrestleRant Radio. <laughs> but what I'm saying to you is, uh, if there's one route I would prefer, like... Would I rather, like, would you rather do this or that? Like, uh, fucking one of those stupid questions. For me, I'd rather endure Roman being champion for, like, X amount of days to his champion for three years. At least then I know he's going to lose it to someone who I think is more ready than Austin Theory. Who I like a lot. If he wins the belt tonight, I'd be like, okay, that's cool. I would think, I don't know if I would have done that, but it's, I, I, I'm, I'm happy for him, but I'm like, I think it's too soon. I'm off two minds of the whole thing. We'll see what happens. We don't know what's going to happen. We yeah, don't. I mean, I... I, d I does Brock win again? Or no. no. No, 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 not that. Does Roman win again? And then that's it? That's what happened to Mania. That's what happened at Survivor Series. That's what happened at WrestleMania the year before. People are waiting for that post credit scene. We got one last year. It happened to Brock Lesnar when he came out. Do we get The Rock? Do we get John Cena coming out? I don't think we will. I think people get their hopes up way too high. I, I was in that camp at WrestleMania. Oh, shit, The Rock's coming out. The Rock's going to be here in fucking Texas to set up Mania next year. Didn't show up. Nothing. No, Not even a single word that Rock would be there. That, to me, was disappointing. I don't even get my hopes up that high. I thought for a fucking fact Roman Reigns would be confronted by The Rock. And it didn't happen. I don't think that match is happening at this point. The pessimist in me is saying that it's not. But anyway, I think Roman wins, LOL, and the show's over. You don't think there's even going to be a hint of a cash-in? At all. Yeah, because the story around that has been that he would cash in. So, yeah, there could... Yeah, um, yes. I think I could see Theory potentially cashing in or trying to, and then Dolph thwarts the attempt. Or Rollins, you know, maybe. But why, though? That's the thing I was like, like why would Dolph... Why Rollins? Or why Dolph? Because he doesn't want Theory to become champion. He's jealous. But that's not a babyface thing. That's a heel. It's something a heel would do. What, pre prevent him Stop from cashing someone, yeah. in? Yeah. I mean, maybe, but I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think realistically we're getting way too into it. Roman's going to win and nothing's going to happen. <laughs> I know. That's what's going to happen. We're overanalyzing it, yeah. I mean, I'd fucking pop. I know that for a fact. I mean. Pop of what? Theory, like, cash in. Now you'd be the only person in the press box cheering your head off. Because I think, I, listen, I like Theory. I think we like Theory more than a majority. A lot of people do not give a fuck about that guy. I don't really understand why. I think he's improved. There's been personal stuff there that I understand from a character standpoint. I think he is the future, but again, that's just me and that's just you, so whatever. But I, yeah. I don't think now is the time. I'm somewhere in the middle there. I, so how about, like, if he was winning a lot lately, would that change your mind? Like, a little bit, on TV, I, he was winning a lot, won Money in the Bank, continued the momentum, and then he cashed in. Would you be more on board with him winning or cashing in than what his current situation is. Would I be more on board with it? Yes. Would I still want him to not cash in tonight? Yes. That so would you're not whole, change. So you're basically saying don't cash in because you think, well, which you think that the Roman should hold the belt until Cody comes back. Not even that necessarily. I just think if there was someone right now, if, if, if there was another, if there was someone else that made as much sense as Cody right now, then I would do it. But like Drew... Drew, honestly, okay, again, this is where we go, like, all right, what do you prefer, what do you don't prefer? What I prefer is Drew taking the title. If, if Cody's not an option, and I want him to be, if Cody's not an option, it's between Theory and Drew. Honestly, I know you're going to disagree, I think it should be Drew. Because at least Drew has never beaten Roman before. He could do it in his hometown of Scotland, or whatever the fuck it is, for Clash of the Castle. That'll be a big show. People would be happy to see it. It would be in front of a crowd. He didn't win the championship in front of a crowd the first time. I think that would make for a better scenario overall, and we know Drew works as a champion. Are you creating a new star? No. But it, to me, it checks more boxes than Theory cashing in tonight successfully. It makes me happy. It's like, oh, it's a fresh face as champion, but the booking hasn't really been there in long term. I mean, what do you even do with the guy? Do you do Theory and Dolph for the championship on the next baby? I mean, I think you could also do if you, like... Like, you could do a scenario that Theory cashes in, and then you could do him, Roman, and Drew at Crash well, That's another thing, too, if the Theory castle, cashes castle, in. Castle, whatever the dumb thing is. If that's the name, if that's what they're going to do, Theory versus Drew, I don't think. That's not a that's not a summer. Or a no, but no, I'm saying you could have you could have Theory, Roman, a three-way. You could Roman, yes. Theory, and Drew. Drew beats Theory, so Roman doesn't get pinned. And so then Theory's champion for a month. 
I don't like that at all. <laughs> I just This is why I'm saying I would wait until next year. Maybe the landscape's a little more different. Theory can have a nice little rain. And I would not I think the the taking the rushing into it and then taking the belt off in a month it would be labeled as a failure. But like I don't want to see that. But then, like I said, that maybe they could do something like they actually split the belts up and he loses one of them. Yeah, it depends on how they split it up. Losing one of them? Yeah. Like, like say that he wins both belts, they do something at who Clash wins of the Castle. Theory? Theory wins both the belts. Yeah. They go Go ahead, sorry. They go to Clash the Castle. <laughs> Somehow, like, Heyman does something. Oh, this is only for... Because Heyman's... Like, I would assume if he cashed in, Heyman's going to be some alignment with him. Sure. I think that's already a sign. Th- like, I think that's going to happen. So then maybe when you go to Clash Castle, they're like, oh, it's going to be an undisputed title. Oh, well, no. When we did this, this is only for the Universal Championship. He loses that. Then they just put that on that show, and then he goes to the other show. I think that's, theoretically, that's what I want to say. Because the two-champion thing sucks. and It's not good. Especially with the three-hour Raw, it's terrible. You mean the one, having one champion with both belts? Is that what you're it's saying? It's awful. Oh, okay. You they need to champions. split it up. Okay. They need to split it up to have two different champions. And I think that would be the perfect direction to get in that way. So then, like I said, he loses one belt, he can keep the other one. Do I know what you do with them? No. But, I mean... The two, ch- per, like you said, you would wait it out. I'm kind of over the whole Roman thing holding them. I like mm-hmm. Roman, but him holding both the belts has killed the quality of both shows. Yep. And I, I and especially lately. Especially lately, and I, I would try to get at least one of them off. Whoever has the belt, even if Theory won both belts, I would want the one of the belts off him immediately. Okay. At, AKA at Clash of the Castle. Yeah. Or SmackDown or Raw or something. Just get one of the belts off of him because yeah. it, it needs to be separate, right? That makes sense. But like I said, Roman's gonna win the night. Theory's gonna come out, not cash in, and then we're gonna laugh it off and go home. That's what I think is gonna happen. Yeah. I prefer that over Theory becoming champion. That's just me. <laughs> yeah. That's just me. I think that's what's gonna happen. So if you smell, that's not happening either. You can't see me. Nothing. Stone cold. Stone cold. <laughs> they gotta temper the expectations. Looking forward to the night, Mr. Marceau. We gotta get out of here soon. Uh, and I was gonna say enjoy the show and I'll talk to you soon, but you're standing right across from me. I'm not used to this whole like in person shit. I mean, I haven't yeah, used this different. since uh, 2016. Yeah, it's really different. Wow, it's crazy, Mr. Marceau. It's been a fun weekend in Nashville. Enjoy the rest of the Nash Vegas, brother. Catch your ass down the road. See you later.